feels real good for me. Let's give it up for Jesus Christ, our King of Kings and our Lord of Lords. Come on. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for Jesus. You may be seated. Hi. I love you. It's so good to see you. So excited to be here with you all. Um, be covering pastors Mike and Natalie, as he said, as God opens doors for him to influence the influential, I think it's a, a testament to what God has called him to do, not just in Tulsa, uh, but around the world. And so we celebrate the doors that God is opening, but we know he can maintain in those doors because of prayers that cover him so continue to pray for him uh, as he represents around the world how many people excited to be here today though Okay, how I many people, real talk, you saw Mike's Instagram and thought Kanye was going to be here today, and he's not, and you like, oh God, I'm stuck now, I can't leave, I look like a clown if I just walk out. Ha ha! Ha! Ha ha! you get. Now you here. Don't try to go pee and not come back. You already here already. Part 13 of Crazy Faith, if you have your Bibles, I want you to go to the book of Hebrews chapter number 11. Uh, that's my assignment for today. And I want to read uh, a passage in your hearing, and then how many nerds do I have in the building? You like taking notes? About 48 hours from now, you're going to preach it like it's your own message. Be like, you know what? I was in the presence of the Lord, and here's what he told me, girl. Take notes on this. Uh, I want to I read this incredible uh, narrative, three verses in Hebrews. Uh, it's just amazing to me. Here's what it says. It was by faith that Abraham offered Isaac as a sacrifice when God was what? Testing him. Abraham, who had received God's promises, was ready to sacrifice his only son, Isaac. Even though God had told him, Isaac is the son through whom your descendants will be counted. Abraham reasoned that if Isaac died, God was able to bring him back to life again. And in a sense... Abraham did receive his son back from the dead. Short three verses, but very, very powerful. If you're taking notes today, uh, the title of this message, the 13th message in a crazy faith series is simply training faith. I want to talk to you today about training faith. Everybody say that with me. Training now look at somebody and say, I'm getting trained. I'm getting trained. I'm getting used to it. I, ain't want, I don't like it, but I'm getting trained. That's what I want to talk to you about today. Bow your heads. Let's pray over the word. 
Holy Spirit, train us. Amen. I pray quick. Abraham, by faith, took his son Isaac and was going to sacrifice him simply because God said so. God just says, hey, Abram, you know that son that I gave you, that miraculous son that I gave you? That son that you should have never had, being that you were 99 years old, when I gave you the word 100 years old when your son came, your, your, your wife Sarah was 90 years old when she gave birth to this child. That, that son that you waited 100 years for, I want you to take him, sacrifice him. What? Like, like, like why would God do that? What, what is it about training that is so important to God? Well, this word in Hebrew simply means to venture, to put someone to the test, to give experience, to train, to conduct a test. And I love this last one, to make an attempt. For some of you, God is literally just asking you to step out in faith. And basically all he's saying is, would you make an attempt? Like, I know you're weak, but I just need you to make an attempt. I know you like alcohol, but I just need you to make an attempt to stop drinking it. I, 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 I know that you still have a temper, but I just need you to make an attempt to be nice. I, I, I'm trying to train you into being something that you don't think you could ever be. And you couldn't be without me. But with me, all things are absolutely possible. It says, it's just a test. It's a quality assurance test. So, so, so let, me, let, me, let me answer uh, this question. Why would God test us? It's a question I want to answer. I have three, three, three things that I want to give you to this question. Three answers to this. Why, why would God test us? Let me pause and just ask by a show of hands. How many feel like you've been tested by God? Put your hands down. How many people feel that right now you're being tested by God? Her hand shot up before I even, she was like, mm. <laughs> Sir, you have no idea. Well, well, why would God test us? Because he doesn't tempt us, but he does test us. Here are three reasons, I believe. To give us experience. He sends us through certain tests to give us an experience that we would not have without the test. There, there's a way that God wants you to be able to describe your relationship with him that is completely different than hearing it from somebody else. He wants you to have your own experience. 
He doesn't want you to live off of the testimony of your parents or your friends or, or the people that you've seen God move through. He wants you to have your own experience with him. And what he says is you can't have it in the absence of a test. So it's to give experience. It's to train us. It's the way to, 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 to build us up in something that we cannot have on our own. And the last thing is to anchor us. If you're really going to be somebody that operates perpetually in crazy faith, you have to be anchored in your faith. You have to have a weight to that faith that means that no matter what comes up in the future, it will never knock you off your course or your purpose because you have enough experience that's weighted you down in the things that God has called you to do. So when the storms of life come, you do not get intimidated by them because you're like, listen, God's going to bring me through this in 2019 in the same way he brought me through in 2018, like the same he brought me through in 2017. My memory is not short. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if he did it back then, he will do it right now, and he will do it in the future. He is my provision in the 90s, the 2000s, the... My faith is waiting. I can't be knocked off. I've been with him too long. It doesn't matter what I get into at this point in my life. I'm just like, <laughs> when you have a T-A-H in your soul, the enemy doesn't know what to do with you because he'll throw darts and arrows at you and you'll be like, <laughs> yo, yo, he wilding again. Who's wilding? Lucy. I don't call him by his full name. He don't deserve all that. Lucy. You know the homie Lucy that got kicked out of heaven? That dude is tripping again. He's coming after my blessing, trying to come after my divine purpose, trying to knock me off my generational blessing, trying to mack me off of my divine right to be a worshiper of Jesus Christ. <laughs> He wow. He's already defeated, but he still like playing games anyway. Like I don't know who plays games when they know they lost. That's the epitome of lunacy. So some of y'all need to get a in your spirit this week. No matter what hits you, just be like, yo, wow. Y'all didn't get me fired. Y'all crazy. Y'all not getting me kicked out of my parents' house going to this club tonight. <laughs> to bless your life, get a tuck in your spirit. I want to give you three steps to pass your test. Is that okay? I like giving points. And so I want to give you the three steps to pass your test. And, and these three steps to pass the test are found in the narrative of the test that Abraham took. So I'm going to be referencing everything else that I have to say in these points through the narrative of Genesis chapter number 22. Here's what it says, and here's the first point that I want you to write down. Be ready to take your test. If you're going to really understand how to navigate training faith, the first point you got to have is to be ready 
to take your test. How many people here, by a show of hands, you were good in school? You were good. You were just good. You didn't even like school, but you were like, I, I've mapped this. I know how to get through this. Like, I don't even like it, but, but I know how to get through it. How many good, were good test takers? You were like, I'm prepared. I don't know why I gave you a nerdy voice, but that's just the way I think you sound. I just, I just think everybody that's prepared for a test is like, I'm prepared. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Eight chapters of history. Got it. Oh, essay form. No problem. I'm going to knock this out. First one done, teacher done. And everybody in the room is like, I hate her. I can't stand. Anybody in here, you were the type of prepared that if you got anything less than an A, you were appalled? <laughs> All these hands went up. Yes. Still cannot stand my teacher for that A minus. Prepared to take my test. Abraham was prepared to take his test. Here's what it says in Genesis chapter number 22, verses 1 through 3. Sometime later, God tested Abraham's faith. Abraham, God called. Yes, he replied, here I am. Take your son. I love how this reads in the NLT. Take your son, comma, your only son, comma, yes, comma, Isaac, comma, whom you love so much. You laying this on pretty thick, God. I already know he's my son, my only son. Yes, Isaac, the name we gave him, whom I love so much. Go to the land of Moriah. Go and sacrifice him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which I will show you. The next morning, this means Abraham had a whole day to think about it. Abraham got up early. He saddled his donkey and took two of his servants with him, along with his son Isaac. Then he chopped wood for a fire for a burnt offering and set out for the place God had told him about. You got to be ready to take your test. This is this right here. God goes to Abraham and says, hey, Abraham. Uh, listen, we've been walking uh, with each other now for some, some time. Uh, I came into your life at 75 years old, uh, and I just told you to leave uh, your, your father's family in the country that you came from. You did that. Great job. Remember, for 25 years, all I asked you to do is obey everything I'm telling you to do. Great job. You did that. Uh, when you turned uh, 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 99, I told you, and this is like 24, 25 years after I came into your life, I said, hey, it's time for you to reciprocate the relationship that I went into you, went into with you uh, 25 years ago. Says you need to circumcise yourself. Can I just pause for a minute? It's hard to not talk about this point without my voice going into a little high pitch. But I just want you to think about a God that is so patient that he would go into a relationship with you and wait 25 years before he asked you to reciprocate it with him. What do you want from me? Just obedience. 
Do you want me to do anything? No, no, just follow me. Just, just, I want you to get used to the sound of my voice. I'm your dad. I just want you to get used to the sound of my voice. And, and there's going to be a rhythm and a flow to the first 25 years of our relationship that I don't want to interrupt. I just want you to get used to, because you had 75 years with, with some false gods. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna demand stuff from you quick. So for 25 years, we're just gonna slow walk this out. But after 25 years, he goes, okay, there is something that you can do for me. Yes, Lord, I'm ready. What is it? I'm gonna need you. <laughs> we'll go ahead and need you to circumcise yourself. No doctor. I'm going to need you to get a sharp rock. Oh, y'all didn't, what did y'all think was going to happen? I tell stories. You're going to get this work today. You're going to have stuff in your mind today that you did not expect to have on a Sunday. Prepare thyself. I'm going to need you to take a sharp rock, not scissors, not a scalpel. And I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to need you to I need you to go ahead and clear that off of you. You can't tell me that Abraham's not devoted. Abraham's about this life. We can't get some of y'all to wake up at six to pray. Abraham was about that life. Some of y'all can't fast for 36 hours. Abraham was about that life. He cut it off. <laughs> Done, God. God's like, dang. I picked a good dude to follow me. This is great. I'm going to let you heal from that. for 16 more years. What else now? Nothing? Just keep on following me. We good? 16 more years. Anything, anything else you want me to do? No. We good. But he was ready to take his test because he had already passed some previous tests. He left his father's house. What do you want me to do? What, you want me to leave? I'm out. What? You want me to circumcise myself? <laughs> Done. Every time I do it, y'all, oh, God. And then now he says, at 116, I want you to take your son, your only son. Yep, Isaac. I want you to take him to uh, one of the mountains in Moriah that I'll tell you about. And I want you to sacrifice him there. Here's what's interesting about this portion of the narrative. Abraham asked no questions. None. None. Literally. He doesn't go, um, that, uh, you can't mean Isaac. Because you promised me Isaac. So, you know what? That's probably, God's probably talking about, he's probably talking, yeah, yeah, you, you must be talking about something. You don't mean what you say. I heard you. But you don't mean it. 
Anybody ever got a word from the Lord and you tried to uh, change it to fit what you wanted it to be? You can't date him. Okay, Lord, I, see, I hear what you're saying. 